0: This is Kevin Altieri, director of Batman
1: the Animated Series.
0: This is best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, artist and colorist on Batman The Adventures Continue. And this is the DCAU Review. Hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everyone, to another bonus episode of the DCAU review. I am Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, it's another month, and that means another new issue of Batman the Adventures Continue Season 3. Not only is it Season 3, this is the third part of a three part story. There's a lot of threes in the air right now, and uh, we got a lot to talk about with this latest issue. Uh, Batman The Adventures continues season three, issue number five.
1: That is right, Liam. We are continuing with uh, the third part here of Crack Up part three. So we are back here. We're wrapping things up with the origins of the straight man. We're figuring out what's going on with Task Force X. The Joker has the Psy helmet. What's it called? The psy helmet. The Cyber, helmet. Yeah, I the cyber so. helmet, I believe it's called. The cyber helmet uh, that uh, he's threatening to use, that he's stolen from the government, and uh, Dr. Hugo Strange... And uh, we are going to go through, talk a little bit about the plot and then discuss a little bit about our beautiful artwork this week, Liam, before we wrap it up and go home. But of course, Crack Up Part 3, written by the incredible tag team duo of Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, Ty Templeton once again on pencils and inks this month, and then best friend of the show, Monica Kubina, who was so kind and kind enough to join us during our bonus episode last month. If you're interested, if you've not heard that episode, check it out in the archives or on your favorite podcast app or the Pod Tower on YouTube where you can find our entire Catalog with some really great looking thumbnails, if I do say so myself. But uh, yeah, she joined us last month and talked a lot about the process of getting things together for season three and how it's been working with various different artists over the her time on this book and uh, you know talking about some of her favorite panels and such for season three as well as a a couple of other uh, projects that uh, she was working on uh, that also involve the Dark Knight. So check that out if you have not given it a listen yet. It's, uh, it was a great time and we thank her again for joining us last month. But uh our Josh Reed was responsible for our letters this month. And then we had a the standard cover by Scott Godlews- Godlewski? Godlewski. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's depends on if he's pronouncing it the traditional Polish way or not. If it's Polish, it's Godlewski. If mm-hmm. it's not nah, it's Gudluski, so pardon me for for butchering that inevitable, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had some variant covers that we'll talk about also at the uh, at the end here, but uh, yeah, Liam was a uh, certainly an, an interesting way to wrap things up here. I uh, I, I had a lot of fun with this one,
0: absolutely. And we can uh, we can jump right into our our thoughts on the plot here. So we open with uh, with Harley and the rest of Task Force X, uh, hot on the trail for the Joker as they're sort of discussing. Uh, where where the joker might be holed up they had to yet another abandoned uh, in this case it's basically a stand-in for uh chucky e. cheese here
1: i love i absolutely love that they that they make fun of the fact that there's that harley and joker used a some sort of fun house or amusement park <laughs> or something for every one of their hideouts and this is like the 26th to 27th one that they uh, stumbled upon here but yeah very 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 funny
0: absolutely so yes as they're as they're walking around king shark uh sees a, a whoopee cushion what else and uh, of course harley knowing the joker very well realizes that this is a trap and uh and we find out that this is actually where the jokers held up and he's uh he's used that cyber helmet and he's got his pl- he's got a plan as mentioned he's got the cyber helmet the uh the explosion from the whoopee cushion takes out the rest of the of task force x and unfortunately uh joker is able to uh, apparently defeat harley although we don't see that on screen uh, as we then cut to uh or on page i should say <laughs> it's hard because we call these seasons and yep. and everything so the the terminal and because our normal show is about a show so you know apologies <laughs> always
1: calling them episodes and for the uh for the poor
0: uh for the poor choices of words uh from time to time but yes so on the next couple of pages, we see the the aftermath of uh, of Joker being able to hijack that truck where the the cyber helmet was being uh, was being transported. We see all of the the SWAT team that was supposed to be uh, uh, protecting it has been has been Joker gassed with these hideous smiles, and there's a lot of blaming going on. As Batman and Robin and Commissioner Gordon are there, uh, the Colonel, uh, the former straight man's uh, former formal commanding officer. And, of course, uh, Strange and his assistant all sort of arguing, making blame. There's a pretty fun,
1: funny argument that Robin and Hugo Strange get into, (laughs) which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was good, too. I like that Batman breaks it up like, all right, you two knock it off. But (laughs) yeah, he calls him Robin, calls him the uh, the worst shrink in Gotham after after (laughs) once uh, believing that title went to to Harleen Quinzel. (laughs) After this whole debacle, he, he decides to bestow that honor upon Hugo Strange. That's right. And so as, uh, as, as you said, as Batman's breaking up
0: the argument, saying that they need to uh, find Joker and they also need to find, of course, Straight Man. And that's when Gordon kind of breaks in that there's there's been a call about some strange activity on the other side of town. So they they go and, and we see we find uh, the former Captain Captain Finley, a.k.a. Straight Man, he's he's hanging out in an alley. Uh, just barbecuing some rats <laughs> and he's uh, he's working on uh, working on some of his uh, his solo comedic material as mm-hmm. he mentions that uh, these were easier to catch than the pigeons but uh, as as batman and robin sort of try to uh, try to get him to uh, to come with them and and turn himself in he uh, he reacts very violently And, of course, Batman and Robin spring into action. And he's obviously a physical. He's overwhelming both Batman and Robin pretty easily. And then we get a sequence, which uh, we'll talk more about in art, certainly, where Batman calls in the Batmobile to, to stop Straight Man, which I thought just right off the bat, very reminiscent of how, if you've played uh, the first Arkham Asylum game, mm. how Batman defeats Bane in that game.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. uh Huh? Yeah. Can't can't beat him by fisticuffs, so he calls in the car to just slam into
1: him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, Paul Dini write uh, some of that? He
0: sure did. Mm-hmm. So there's the D- a
1: fun. You can't uh, can't escape the DNA. Hey, when it when something ain't broke, you don't you don't need to fix it. I
0: was gonna say, and I always feel like I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but there's like in addition to the regular dcau and the regular dc comics universe there's like a Mm verse where he will reference all of his own stuff that whether it was from the dcau or from his mainline dc comics run he'll reference them in the other which is how like you know um uh mad hatter's hench henchwoman and uh and the was what is she the carpenter or or whatever her name yeah. is shows up and white rabbit or whatever yes and batman dressing up as like an an oafish thug in the christmas issue is a reference to some detective comics issue like like there's like a, D, a side dean verse where he like he'll he'll reference his own stuff even if it was from in this case maybe and again i don't know if this was meant to be a direct reference or just a Coincidence, but it seemed
1: pretty on the nose to. Feels, uh, yeah, feels like too much of a coincidence, especially as you mentioned it. how apt he is to to reference and, and give him throw his own Easter eggs in there regarding things that he's written previously. Absolutely. But yes, uh, straight
0: man's able to actually pick up, uh, lift the Batmobile up, but uh, Robin's able to sort of tie up his legs and trip him up, causing the, uh, the Batmobile to land on him, at which point Batman gasses him. And uh, they finally have him uh, under wraps here. But uh, that's when Barbara alerts uh, Batman that he's
1: receiving a, a message from someone called The Wall. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. By the way, <laughs> maybe they should have called the straight man the strong man. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a pretty, pretty strong, that fella. But mm-hmm. yeah, The Wall, who, of course, is Amanda Waller. Didn't you know? Uh, she's there to inform Batman just exactly what happened to her task force X as we learned that Harley is the only one to have escaped the hideout. A Joker did not use the cyber helmet on her, but he did use it on the rest of the gang, and uh, it, it appears at this point that he has them under his mind control. And uh, he now has uh, quite a large J team, not the A team, but the J team under his control. <laughs> and uh, Batman sort of uh, t- talks to Waller, asks her about the bombs hidden in their necks, but uh, he, he or she, she says that she's not willing to give Joker, Joker the satisfaction by killing them all and blowing up the bombs. Uh, so they need to uh, they need to find the Joker in time. Simultaneously, uh, the straight man. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh is in the hospital at this point we learn that the effects of this helmet are beginning to uh to take their toll on him and he's going to need the only way for him to recover uh from these uh this psychic event that is occurring at this point to him is that he need the hugo strange needs the helmet once again to sort of guide him through this this event that he's having it's causing seizures and and other health ailments uh harley uh (laughs) <laughs> while uh, while Batman and Amanda Waller are talking, uh, manages to escape from her handcuffs and insists that uh, she's going to help Batman. Batman uh, mentions later on that uh, Waller was the one that insisted that she help and thought that uh while was just doing so so that she didn't have to babysit Harley, which i i loved uh in the meantime as we mentioned so not only is a uh, straight man incapacitated but he's back at the uh the government facility where we where he was with hugo strange in a prior episode and uh I guess the the Joker figures that's the only place that he's got, he could be at that point and uh, tracks him down. and the Joker is not alone as he brings the re- the remainder of Task Force X, as we mentioned, who are now under his complete mind control and uh i love the joker We'll i mean we'll talk about it in when we talk about the artwork in just a moment but uh dressed up in full like uh dwight eisenhower or uh, uh, you know general Patton, general Patton gear yeah it's it's beautiful like just absolutely fantastic i wish we had gotten like a close-up shot of him in his in his general gear we get one panel that's uh it's a little bit closer but we get a lot of far off stuff but uh right out of the like 1940s or 50s military gear uh like the 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 dress greens or whatever it is that the army had at that time so really really funny stuff so uh the j team as as he's called them uh the the rest of task force x under his mind control at that point uh, begin their assault on this government facility and attempt to reclaim the uh the straight man Joker's back uh, to take him back and uh, Batman Batman uh, has has uh, has left Batgirl and Robin Batgirl's first action this season we've seen Barbara Mm -hmm. a whole lot but Batgirl gets her first action of the season is she's there to sort of watch over the straight man first opining that she wasn't was uh, left to do babysitting but then. As Task Force X shows up, uh, she realizes that uh, it's not going to be a quiet night for her her or Robin. So uh, as as the the task force attacks, uh, they do their best to to stave off those attacks. But unfortunately, the Joker brought a tank. Well, he didn't bring a tank. He commandeered a tank that was already (laughs) on the government facility. And uh, the rest of the uh, the crew break in pretty successfully and easily. The Joker manages to shoot uh, the straight man's former commander in her shoulder. And so as Robin and Batgirl attend to her, he makes his way into the facility and uh, begins placing the cyber helmet back on straight man, which is good for a straight man in that he needs the cyber helmet. But uh the Joker is, of course, not going to use it for good to help him. He's going to re-brainwash him as quickly as possible. And uh, meanwhile, we cut back outside his Batgirl and uh, and Robin are once again pinned down. Deadshot has a rather large missile launcher, but uh, thankfully Batman shows up just in time and uh but uh not not for long no celebrating for long as he has stopped dead shot but katana is about to do her worst with her scimitar to take him down but uh just as she's about to uh to attack batman she's hitting the neck with a dart and it's revealed that harley of course is supporting the bat team she says that uh you know that they could use some laughs and everybody loves her now once they stop screaming and (laughs) And turns around to find no audience there as Batman and the rest of the Bat family have moved on in an attempt to uh, to continue to rescue straight man, knowing that uh, that's likely where the Joker was headed. And we have our our final fisticuffs there as Batman breaks in and and uh, and the Joker has has Strange's assistant at gunpoint and uh, is threatening to shoot her if they don't uh, if they don't let him go. But uh, breaking everything up. Is a very angry straight man who manages to uh, muscle up now that he's had his rehabilitation with a cyber helmet, and uh, begins attacking the Joker at that point, looking like he's going to do him in for good. But uh, he is, at the last moment, stopped by his uh, his former commander, and uh, we get a uh, sort of a post credits as we learn a little bit about uh, what what's going on with the rest of the Bat family and and tie in a a couple of uh, of loose ends and things that were mentioned earlier on, some cameos and a couple of other fun, fun uh, notes that they add at the end.
0: That's right. So we, uh, we find out that uh, that strange, uh, Hugo strange was sort of blamed for the whole fiasco with Waller uh, pulling her, uh, pulling her suicide squad out of the uh, out, out, out of danger, out of Dodge as soon as, uh, as soon as straight man was no longer a threat. And uh, we find out the Joker is uh, is 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 uh, he's feeling the worst of it, but he's he's still alive. And as we uh, I believe hypothesized, uh, it seems like Task Force X. Uh, it seems like Amanda Waller kept that cyber helmet. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as far as we see, she's just using it to reverse the mind control on uh, sure. the muscle. But uh, hmm. we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, when we, we get a little, we get a little reuniting, uh, uh fra- we get to see Harley and Ivy reunite as, uh, Amanda Waller leaves, lives up to her word that, uh, that Harley would, uh, would get her friends back in, in the case that she helped them stop the Joker. And, uh, and then we get a little, a little wrap up on that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, previously mentioned in the last issue, uh, special super soldier suit, that's uh, obviously meant to be sort of a, a, a wink and a nod to the future Batman Beyond suit. And uh, after the events of these last few days, all of this, uh, this excitement, Bruce has decided that he won't, uh, won't be pursuing this super soldier project with the military anymore. And uh, he's going to be putting the suit into storage. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, even, even to, to somewhat to Tim's chagrin, who wants to uh, keep, uh, keep revisiting the project in the future perhaps, Mm -hmm. perhaps, perhaps 50 years from now, whenever now is. But uh, then we get one final page here where we see straight man recovering. Doesn't appear to be an Arkham actually, just in a, in a, in a a nicer cleaner uh, mental hospital. And uh, we, we see him trying, he's a little bit agitated as the, uh, as the orderly is trying to make a few jokes and, and get him to laugh, but he doesn't want to laugh. He just wants peace. And as he says, payback. And uh, there's a there's a visual cue here to, to to hammer home what what he means by that as uh, as we see uh, we see sort of the eyes of the Joker in in the clouds but uh, that's that's a story for another day hopefully maybe one day another season even but uh, for today this this crack up storyline wraps up with. Uh, with everything, uh, everything seemingly back to normal with, uh, with straight man no longer under the Joker's control, but uh, perhaps making some plans of his own for the future.
1: Yeah, I would say that would perhaps be. Uh, I don't know, based on our based on our synopsis, I don't think we have any other issue synopses synopses that have revealed anything about Straight Man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no,
0: I, I think it looks like the last uh, three issues of this uh, of this little eight issue series is uh, is going to focus on a on a, a new storyline involving. Folks like Rachel Gould and the Court of Owls coming back. So I don't, doesn't seem like we have a much more, if any,
1: straight man or joker to look forward to this, the rest of this season. So perhaps this is laying the groundwork for our season four. More speculation or other other items down the road here. So uh, one can Mm -hmm. only hope. But yeah, I I think as we we just kind of put a bow on it here, I I really enjoyed this storyline overall. I think a three issue arc involving the Joker makes it feel like a bigger event, makes it feel like what would amount to be a two parter probably in the in in an episode, a live action or an animation form rather. So, uh, you know the twists and turns and the the reveals of various different characters uh, throughout. Maybe there might have been maybe too many extra characters, like the you know I know they had to do the whole uh, the whole red herring thing with who this masked individual was, and the reveal mm-hmm. of it being uh, you know this love interest that's also the assistant of Hugo Strange mm-hmm. that you know fell in love with with straight man. It, that maybe was a little bit of, of treading water story wise, but overall I think the involvement of Task Force X was fun. Um maybe would have liked to have seen them in action a little bit more. It feels like they were they were kind of uh used as a as a prop for this for this issue specifically, but mm-hmm. uh the idea of of Joker using the helmet to overtake them to lead an army makes it a lot more feasible that he could break into a, an armed government facility multiple times. Like this time he's got a whole <laughs> army and he's going to go up against Batman. And um, so, yeah, yeah, that was, that was certainly interesting and, and added a an, an interesting wrinkle to it, adding Amanda Waller in there. And perhaps again, as uh, I speculated that the the helmet was, was stolen by the Joker for Amanda Waller last week. Or perhaps she let him steal it. But, uh, you know, perhaps that obviously that wasn't the case, didn't pan out here, but it did end up it appears in Amanda Waller's possession nonetheless. So uh, maybe I did sniff that particular piece out. If, uh, if that comes back at some point, if we see that either falling into the wrong hands or perhaps using it as a way to, uh, to make more soldiers in the future, rather than the, the bombs uh, implanted in the necks of the, of her, uh, of her unwilling soldiers. So yeah, very interesting to see where that goes, but I I liked it. I think this, uh, this issue in particular, uh, pacing wise felt, felt, uh, felt a little bit, a little bit better, a little less treading water than the last issue did. Um, I liked the, uh, I liked the action in the issue overall. And um, you know, we'll talk about artwork here in a little bit, but you know, the, the to be continued of what, you know, not, not necessarily wrapping straight man's arc up. We could see him coming out and trying to exact revenge on the Joker at another point. Um, you know, I, I do like that having a, another, uh anti-hero I guess that he would be at that point sort of looking to seek revenge on the Joker so yeah I, I enjoyed it it was a good good issue it didn't feel uh, rushed or too quick this week I felt like the pacing was was pretty was pretty done pretty well and and liked the action yeah absolutely we'll uh, we'll certainly look at at uh,
0: visuals again but yeah I think they did enough to say so there was a lot we talked about that I think at the end of last issue we had all these moving parts with. With Task Force X and 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 Colonel Hazlitt and and Hugo Strange and uh uh the Gretchen the assistant that was kind of you know like I guess in love with 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 straight man and you know had had suited up to try to, to try to save him and all that like there's a lot of moving parts here and I feel like there's I feel like Strange and uh and and Gretchen the the assistant maybe are the most hard done by this last issue. I feel like they get the least to do. They're just kind of standing there, you know, kind of tending to uh, to straight man at the end there as he's kind of going downhill before he finally gets one more dose of the, uh, the helmet and uh and, and Colonel has, let's say able to talk him down, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of moving parts to fit into a final issue. Um, But I think, I think it all comes together pretty interestingly. And, as we said, uh, set some things up for the future, which we'll have to see if those uh, those uh, are paid off anytime down the road, perhaps in, uh, perhaps in another volume of, of this series, we can only hope. But uh, from there, Cal, before we get out of here, we will, of course, spend a few minutes talking about the art of the issue, as you already mentioned, the interior art done uh, by Ty Templeton and, uh, of course, by best friend of the show, Monica Cabina on Colors. Uh, There's, I think there's a lot because it's such an action packed episode uh, issue Mm -hmm. uh, of of this, uh, of this issue. There's so many, uh, you know, you could point out a lot of individual panels, but Mm -hmm. um, what, uh, what stood out to you as kind of the, the cream of the crop for this issue?
1: Well, I will once again point out, and uh, she kind of clued us in last week when we were talking about it, but uh, with her, but uh, Monica mentioned that she tried with her colors to make each issue stand out on its own. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we had talked about, you know, last week was, or last month was a, was a particularly cool, cool colored uh, issue Was a lot of blues and purples, not a lot of reds, not a lot of oranges. I feel like she made up for that with this, this month's issue. Uh, there's a lot of reds a lot of oranges um some browns that are are, are kind of covering there's I mean we have this the whole scene with uh with straight man that when he's barbecuing the rats that's completely sort of it's a dark nighttime scene uh, out in the middle of Gotham. So you get the red sky and he's lit just by the fire. Uh, they're fighting in front of this and uh, in, in this lit fire in this back alley. So we get a lot of oranges. It does switch. We do get some more blues a little bit later on as Batman's in the, in the computer room with Waller. But um, yeah, I felt like the issue was, was mainly sort of when things are outdoors, it's very orange, it's very fiery, it's very red. And then kind of when you move indoors, uh, it's a little bit a little bit cooler colored, uh, you know, the government facility with with those like stark, bright, almost hospital like, uh, you know, uh, LED bulb colored like those. That's what those those mm-hmm. panels remind me of. So um, I like that she got she got to kind of mix things up here with the, the opening scene uh, in the uh, in the. In the fun house or in the the wannabe Chuck E. Cheese uh place, the pizza clown is what it's called. Of course, <laughs> it has a clown name. I love that. Uh, but uh yeah, I, I like that she got to mix it up there. You get some fire in that scene and then you kind of continue throughout. But um, as far as the artwork is, is concerned, yeah, there's a lot of single panels that I really, really like. I will say also, I I believe uh, and uh, somebody can tweet me or or uh, tweet the show at DCAU review to correct, but uh, the first the first page as they're walking through the pizza clown place, they kind of look to the if you look to the left. There are these animatronic animals that are kind of st- staged there. They kind of look mm-hmm. like a mashup between like Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons and then characters from the game five nights of freddy's (laughs) five nights at freddy's um there's like a a mishmash between the two of them so uh maybe mr templeton can confirm this week but uh yeah the uh the some of the the cameos you gotta always enjoy those those also we'd be remiss not to mention that barbara is uh, is playing wordle uh, which was of <laughs> course created in 2018 uh, by my Google search. Here, yep, 2018 was when Wordle debuted. So that means that uh, good luck to anyone that tries to figure out timelines with <laughs> this, this. So, um, yes, uh, figure-
0: is it worth pointing out? Speaking of weird continuity things, uh-huh. that there is already a, at least in Beyond, there is already a. Chuck E. Cheese pastiche.
1: Oh yeah, name Cheesy Dan's. I believe. I think. Mm, Good point. Maybe maybe Pizza Clown went under and Cheesy Dan's picked up the mantle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I just I just just felt like that's uh... (laughs) also for the for for I think for people that were concerned about bruce wayne working with the government it's clearly it was a it was a quick thought that he had of using this super suit uh to potentially create uh soldiers and then decided oh yeah that's why i don't do this because this is a there would be a bad idea if this fell into the wrong hands. so i'm gonna put this in storage so it was quickly resolved you know maybe you can can uh can hate on bruce for having the thought but uh you know, he just wanted to help his country. Maybe I don't That's know. Right. <laughs> he makes the right decision in the end, even. That's right. But uh, yeah, up. so there are a couple specific panels that I'll talk about. There's one shot in the in the first uh, in the first scene or the first act where the Joker he walks out after shaving and he's got like the straight razor. And uh, he's wearing this very, very funny green and purple robe, and there's this the shot of him with his arm extended with a straight razor and and shaving cream coming off of yes. it, laughing. And then that's immediately followed up by this haunting look at. What appears to be a deceased, based on the, the the conversation that's being had between the individuals at the scene of the crime, deceased member of the uh, the government SWAT team there is a uh, the Jokerized SWAT team member is, you know, lifelessly staring at you. And then the very next panel. But uh, I, I love the way that straight man looks in the, the scene with the. With the uh, the barbecue, the shot the shot from like down low of him holding the the car up, also holding the Batmobile up, very reminiscent of a of a panel of Superman, or a, it could even be a shot from from the cartoon of Superman lifting, a a, uh, a car over his head. Um, we know that, uh, that Mr. Templeton isn't afraid to look back at his own art or other, other DCAU art to inspire some of the, uh, the modern art here. So, uh, I, I do, do imagine he, he may have used the man of steel as a, as a reference perhaps for that, for that shot there. But, uh, Harley gets gets a couple of different looks. We uh, we've seen several throughout the the uh, the the different issues that she's been in, but she kind of gets her. What is this? Two thousand and is this like two thousand and is this bombshell Harley? Which Harley is this that we kind of get here? Two thousand fourteen, maybe two thousand twelve. Yeah,
0: it's a little reminiscent. and I think of her her like Injustice 2 look. OK, she has like the jacket in that and I guess she kind of wears that outfit in the most recent Suicide Squad film. Okay. the James Gun Yeah. Suicide yeah. That's Squad true. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, yeah, it definitely feels like it's, yeah, it's that,
1: that era of Harley, which I'm She's got like, the goggles too on her head. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't hate it. You know, it's, it's always a little bit di- striking to see her in a, in a different, different costume than the, the standard, you know, full body suit with the, uh, with the pigtails. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this is a, the metamorphosis of this Harley character and, Uh, She doesn't look all that different than the way that she looked out of costume in the Batman and Harley Quinn film. So it it matches matches up fine. Um, But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those panels, you know, the the shot of Batman swinging and and knocking over Deadshot uh, as as the uh, RPG uh, goes off behind him. And then uh, there's another shot of Batman breaking down the doors uh, to uh, to get into the room where where the Joker and the straight man are in the government facility is another great shot. Got. um there's there's a whole bunch of those you can point to there's one where robin is doing the point as uh as katana is about to attack batman and it's just this hand yeah. is extending beyond the borders of the of the one panel i there's just something about that i love when the 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 character isn't contained by the panel and mr yeah. templeton tends to do that uh pretty regularly with the the way that the structure is of the of the book it works really well for, for him it just gives it just gives the the scene. I don't know. It gives it more dimension, and I think it's just it's like these. This scene is not restricted by the black borders of this of this particular panel. It's just something about that that I really enjoy. But uh, I've talked probably now for ten minutes straight. What, <laughs> what are, is there anything left for you to talk about that you enjoyed? Yeah, I'll just mention. Yeah, we we've talked about this a lot since uh,
0: since uh, Ty Templeton has come back on the on the uh, on the book. But I think the the way. The way he uses those extra panels to kind of do sequential, sequential storytelling, I think, especially in the in the action beats, I think, really helps it feel like. Again, we keep talking about how we mistakenly refer to these as episodes instead of comics, but I think that's part of why it works is that I think those extra panels where you see a little bit more of the action do, you know, it it can you can probably argue that it makes the page look like a little cluttered because there's so much going on, but. I think it kind of gives the, uh, the, the action in the book, especially like a very, a very kinetic energy. Um, so just like the sequence where we have, uh, you know, the page of, of Batman and, and Robin trying to fight straight man in the alley, we see, you know, the, a larger panel of Batman calling, you know, radioing the Batmobile on, on his belt. And then we, we see it rounding the corner. We see it speeding towards it. as we see kind of Batman pulling Robin out of the way at the last second and then, uh, you know, it coming into contact with straight man and you know beginning to squeal, and the the tires literally burning up, literally burning rubber, as he as he lifts it up, and then the next the next page of Robin pulling out the rope and, and tying up his uh, tying up his legs to, uh, to to get it to drop on So I, just, I like I said I've 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 touched on that before, but I thought that just the 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 way the storytelling is told very very sequ- sequentially and with a few extra panels, I think actually does help make the action feel a little bit more exciting and, and kinetic considering it's a, a static image, you know, meant to evoke a, an animated show. I think that that works for this style, especially. Um, and then, yeah, the page where, uh, where Batman is and, 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 and Waller and Harley are in like the interrogation room and, uh, and, and Harley's kind of telling the backstory, the shift in colors between Harley telling the story where she's just kind of completely illuminated in blue and then we cut to sort of the, the the main issue where we see you know where we see the, the regularly colored story, and then back down to Harley in the room. I think that's fun. Uh, there's there's a little like uh, on the computer screens in that room. There's like a little Task Force X logo mm-hmm. that, uh, that's on the screen. It's like a skull with a with a you know, a bullet or a, or a, a target on it on on the center of it, and Task Force X on the kind of circular border around it. i like that a lot too. And yeah, I think just the shifts, like you said, there are, there are a lot, especially in the action beats of, of uh, uh, as far as the color goes, a lot of reds and oranges and, you know, kind of the, coming off of the explosions and everything, but juxtaposing that then with, like I said, the, the sequence where Harley's uh, in, in, in the, in the room with Batman and Waller, or, or going back to that sort of like the, you know, fluorescent hospital lighting for the, uh, and, and color scheme for the, for the scene at the end where joker joker breaks into the hospital room i think is really good so yeah good a good variety here and like i said just i just think uh i think monica and and ty do such a great job of of capturing you know of just just capturing the essence of an animated moving (laughs) show into a static image or several static images in this case um is it's just remarkable and, and that their work together is, is pretty much second to none so yeah great to, uh, g- another great uh, outing from uh, from our dynamic duo on this uh, to wrap up and then yeah as, as we kind of mentioned already in the plot but that final shot we have this like very kind of uh purplish like brushstroke style sky and then we see the moon in in, in the previous shot and then we see it there but then we also see sort of the those sharp, sort of triangular Joker eyes forming behind the clouds—I think it's a—it's a really, really cool way to uh, to uh, to end the issue there. To let you know, as as always, that uh, as as the title of the series uh, uh, evokes, that uh, that the adventures will continue. So, another great job from our dynamic duo this week.
1: And add anything else to that?
0: Absolutely. So that will begin to wrap us up here. As always before we get out of here it's hard there's not there's not really any baseless speculation to do because we've got <laughs> this little arc um but uh, like i said there's we've got three more issues of this uh, of this season at least and a new arc seemingly starting involving uh, Rachel ghoul among other things so we are uh, we are excited to bring uh, our next review to you next month when we cover issue six of Batman, the adventures continue season three. So definitely, uh, definitely tweet us or hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of this issue. If you're following along, do you think we'll see any more of these characters, Hugo strange, uh, the suicide squad, Joker, straight man, any of these characters back this season, or uh, will we have to wait for uh, another story in the future? Let us know. You can find us at DCAU Review on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, and actually, I just remembered uh, another thing that we always uh, chat about when uh, on, our, on our socials on Twitter and Instagram is the, the great cover art uh, for each of these issues. And Cal, you already mentioned that the main cover was by uh, Scott Godlewski or Godlewski. And uh, we should also mention there's a there's a brilliant uh, vi- every issue has had what they call a, a villain variant. Mm-hmm. Um, and this month is uh, maybe the best one out of the bunch so far. We've had some really incredible artists. Brian Boland, I know, has done one this year already. Mm-hmm. Um, some other some other folks who have, I think, done previous covers for the series. But we have uh, the great Francis Manipole did this just incredible uh, Mr. Freeze variant for, for this month's issue? obviously doesn't factor into what the, the story of the, uh, of the issue, but uh, like we said, each, each issue has had one of these villain variants, which is just, you know, kind of an artist's take on, on one of the villains. So, Seeing you know an artist as great as uh, as Francis Manipal get a get a crack at this beat ass style was uh, I thought fantastic.
1: And you're a big Manipal guy anyway, so absolutely. It, this was like a dream come true. You know, it's so it's it's kind of like when uh, when when Bruce Tim and Alex Ross worked together for me. It's yes. just like it's <laughs> like man ne- things that you would never never think to see. But yeah, having uh, having uh, Mr. Manipal do uh, such a such an incredible cover, well worth googling if you haven't seen it yet. Or hey head over to our Instagram and check it out. It's uh, it's, it's on there as well.
0: Absolutely. And then as, as with every issue, another, another uh, monthly treat that we get is the, uh, these title card variants reminiscent of the original animated series, uh, each and every one done by the same artist, uh, Hayden Sherman. Um, and they are just providing uh, just, just so much fun. Uh, just so much fun to, to see each one of these, uh, these title card variants. He's done one for each issue. In this case, each part of the, uh, the crack up storyline, especially he's gotten to, I think really invoke some, some original, uh, original B-TAS imagery mm-hmm. uh, with their, with their covers for this one. And, uh, and this once was no
1: exception. No, they've, they've been in uh, incredible and it's, it's bringing the, the modern stories from the, the TNBA style into the, uh, into the, uh, in, with uh, mashing it together with the the classic B style, so yeah, that we often talked about uh, what was missing and and some of the things. Well, I guess we haven't talked about it because we haven't covered TNBA yet, but we will, I'm sure, talk about that's one of the things that was unfortunately missing from the uh, from the TNBA, where the the beautiful. Beautiful, uh title cards and how often those those title cards in the original BTAS run uh told their own story were own you know their own pieces of artwork in a lot of cases are, are instantly recognizable and memorable all on their own uh you know so the fact that uh that uh, that Hayden was able to to capture that same essence of that of those BTAS, mm-hmm. BTAS title cards, uh, while while putting their own spin on it and and remaining kind of faithful to the style that the comic books drawn in, yeah, they can't say enough about them. Um, they're they're worth grabbing if you can if you can find your own copy of it. Good luck, but uh, if you can grab <laughs> one, uh, if you have the opportunity to grab one, uh, I I highly advise doing so. If not, you can always uh, admire them from afar from the uh, from the great internet if you if you so choose.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, and we should mention that you can, you can follow uh, Hayden Sherman to see a lot of their great work does a lot of uh, covers for DC right now. Um, uh, you can follow them at clean lined. On, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So definitely recommend checking them out and everybody else who, uh, again, great job from, uh, we, we probably don't pay enough attention to the covers in these. We're gonna try to make a note to at least mention the uh, the, the, uh, the big ones each month going forward. But yes, Cal, as we begin to wrap it up, uh, would love as we said, would love to hear some thoughts from, uh, from everybody on uh, where they think the story will go in these last few issues, who we think we might see or not see and uh, And what we have to look forward to. But uh, until then we just want to thank everybody for listening whether you do so on Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, or of course on the pod tower, YouTube channel, of course you can head to youtube.com slash the pod tower. And if you could subscribe there, you'll get every episode that we do along with uh, every episode of, uh, and every, every, a lot of content from, uh, of course, watchtower database. Uh, James from that show has his jump on the Batwagon wagon show with his buddy, and we have, of course, uh, lots of other uh, lots of other content there from uh, Tim Talk as well. We're starting to put up shorts and stuff on that channel as well. So uh, trying to put some more bite-sized content up there when we can as well. So stuff to check out there. We would appreciate you subscribing to us on whichever platform you prefer. That gives us a help, as does uh, if you can rate us five stars or like or click like, or thumbs up, whatever the system is on your individual app, we would appreciate you doing that. And if you have time to write us a review, even if it's two sentences long, that does help us out. We do appreciate those who do that. And if you'd like to support us more directly in a monetary sense, there are some links down in the show notes where you can either just uh, do a little buy us a coffee, donate button, or you can also of course head to our store and pick yourself up a hat or a shirt or something. Again, those links are down in the show notes, but uh, Cal, as we wrap up here, we got a, a lot to look forward to next month and uh,
1: I can't wait to get to the next issue. Very excited to see what old Ra's Ghoul has in store for gotham city our dark knight and the rest of the bat family it's going to be a fun race to the finish here as we uh, we get our storyline kicking off for, that will encompass our final three issues of season three absolutely can't wait but until then i'm liam and i'm cal
0: and we'll talk to you soon on another episode of the dcau review Bye bye